Welcome to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome to The Good Life encouraging you with inspirational stories to share with family and friends through perspectives of hope in Jesus Christ. Where does the passion for starting a healthcare agency begin for a woman who grew up in Uganda? Why is attention to detail so vital in caring for patients? How vital are relationships with patients and their families in their homes and community. This is the story of Lois Kayongo, one of God's call and her response to care for the sick and show the Lord's compassion for the geriatric population with zeal. We pause to remind you the reason we have the Good Life program is to share how the love of Jesus Christ makes a difference in the lives of people. What am I talking about? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this about the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus that is so strong, he died on the cross for your sins and mine. He shed his blood on that cross for sure. He was buried, yes, but three days later, he rose again from the grave, offering God's hope. This hope has touched Lois Koyongo, and the Lord reaches out to you, and it's our prayer that you would open your heart to Christ and receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord. And if you already have done that and are a follower of Jesus, well, I believe you're going to be encouraged today. Lois Koyongo is the CEO of Mindful Healthcare Agency. She's a registered nurse having graduated with her Bachelor of Science in Nursing degree from UMass Boston. She's married to Brian Kayongo. They have two children, Oliver and Olivia. Lois, welcome to our show. Thank you, Dr. Danny. Lois, where did you grow up? I grew up from Uganda, the ages of 1 to 12, and I came here at 12, 12 years old, and I've lived here since then. What was it like growing up from 1 to 12 in Uganda? Ages 1 to 12, I, I lived with my mom and dad. I went to a boarding school, a Catholic boarding school, and so would only come back for like holidays uh, with my family and then at um, age seven my dad passed away and my mom came to the United States and then I lived with my grandmother and um, we're two children Um, I have a younger brother and you know between eight and twelve I lived with my grandmother and what is your brother's name Leon Leon so how did, how did you, you know, at the age of 12, what were the circumstances? Your dad passed at the age of seven, yeah. when you were seven, Yes. that brought you and your mother to America, and would I say, am I correct to say specifically to, to Massachusetts or New England yes. area? Yes, please. Okay, what were the circumstances? So um, when my mother came, she came and first studied, got a job as a nurse, and then um, brought us. And when we came, we came to Waltham, and so I've lived in Waltham, and that's where actually our offices are. So we came and moved to Waltham. Who would you say influenced you most in your growing up years? I would say both my mother and my grandmother, because... My mom has been, you know, one of the most hardworking people that I've ever seen. You know, she adjusted fast after our father died that same year. She applied for a visa and came to the United States. 
she was able to start a whole new life here, you know, and I just saw resilience in her that, you know, life threw her something like death but um, of her spouse, but she was able to, you know, pick up things and move forward because she had to provide for her children. And it's the same story that I see in my grandmother. You know, she was a widow taking care of many ch- children and grandchildren. Um, and you can see, like, the work ethic, you know, to provide, to move forward, even when things are not going the right way in life. You mentioned Catholic school in Uganda. Yes, please. Your journey to faith in Christ. Yes. Take us on that journey. Um, so I, I've always been a Catholic, and I was born a Catholic, and I served, read the readings. I, I mean, I enjoyed being a Catholic. I actually thought that I'll probably be a nun someday. <laughs> I was that person. And um, in 2015, I would say, um, living here in the United States, a friend of mine invited me to um, a church, her church. And when I went there, I they were teaching the word differently. And I had read so many books, but this time it was like, the word was real, like, you know, they would say something and then you would see your life. It was just live. And having served as a secretary for a priest or helped them, you know, I I always felt, how could I leave them? How could I not? So I remember speaking to my priest and telling, telling him, you know, I found this place that they're teaching the Bible and it actually happens in real life. Like they talk about it and then the next minute you see it happen. And I just remember him just saying, you know, there's an evangelistic, there's a Pentecostal side to the Catholics. And, but, but by that time I felt like connected to, to this church and, and, you know, he, he, he actually allowed me to go and, um, continue my faith and I'm still in touch with them. I still, you know, um, if I was to go back to a Catholic church, I'm still welcome there, but I felt growth and I felt, you know, a deeper connection. Cause I remember saying that I had done everything so deep. How come God, you know, I, I'm, I'm dealing with God on a shallow end. So I think wanting to go deeper with God is what um, really made me become born again. Deeper with God. Why did you choose a career in nursing? When I started, um, when I came to the United States, my mom was a nurse. And so it's what I knew at first. I loved helping people. I knew, and I just remembered helping my dad when he was sick. Um, and being in a community where we're always helping each other, it's not like, it's not natural, you know, it's something that I didn't have to create in me. It was something that I grew up knowing, like you take care of your younger brother, you take care of your cousins, everybody who comes to your grandmother's house, you're, you're taking care of them. So it's like something that came naturally. Um, so when I saw that my mom enjoyed what she did. I, I believe one time she actually took me to her work and I, I said, wow, all these people depend on you to provide the care. So I I love when people depend on me, you know, for the care. So um, then I went to nursing school right after high school and I've loved it since then. Is there a specific part of nursing? that you particularly uh, were drawn to? Um, Yes, I love the geriatric um, part of nursing. I I have worked from babies to, you know, um, I actually went to a school, I've worked at a hospital, I've worked everywhere, but it's like the geriatric population I mean, it's close to my heart because, like I said, I grew up with my grandmother, and I always 
felt like they have so much to give, um, but they're kind of neglected because it's like they're old. And I just felt like this is a way to give back to them. Like they gave so much to us, like my grandmother gave back to me. Like this is our chance to give back to them. You exude a love. There's a light that shines as you speak of nursing, but as you speak of geriatric and your love for uh, caring for them. And it's obvious that the Lord has given you a, a caring and nurturing way. And it's not something that you've had to put on. It, it emerges from within, from your mother through your grandmother, God-given. When we come back, Lois, let's talk a little bit more about the circumstances that led you after graduating, mm. after becoming an RN, circumstances that led to start Mindful Healthcare Agency. You can find out more about Mindful Healthcare Agency at mindfulhca.com. You're listening to Lois Kayongo, the CEO. MindfulHCA.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Danny Yamashiro. Don Pick Benson wrote, When I was growing up, my dad was a farmer, not a Christian. He had little interest in faith, having been told by his father that the Bible was a fairy tale. But then a local pastor took an interest in my dad, asking if he could help plow the fields on the weekend. That one act of service spoke louder than words ever could to my dad. By his actions, the pastor made my dad feel loved, and that did more than any preaching could have. He didn't need convincing about the theological correctness of the Bible. He needed to feel God's love for him. This pastor met that need in a practical way, and that's evangelism. For more inspiration on evangelism, go to drdanny.live. James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Lois Kayongo's passion for providing mindful care also grew tremendously as she felt called by God to start Mindful Health Care Agency in order to serve. She believes that care can only be different if caregivers are mindful to every single detail while taking care of the clients. The number of patients for a mindful healthcare agency increased and continues to increase with word of mouth referrals. Thanks for being with us today. You're listening to the Good Life program. If you're tuning in right now or maybe caught the tail end of the last segment, you can get this program. It's a gift. Just go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe and or, or go to drdanny.live to find out more about our ministry and to learn more about Mindful Healthcare Agency, mindfulhca.com. Lois, what were the circumstances that led you to start Mindful Healthcare Agency? 
I was actually working at a visiting nurse agency um, for a couple of years at that time. And they had promoted me into the administrative side as the nurse manager there, assistant nurse manager. And while I was there, they um, people were leaving their positions in regards to either retirement and things like that. And so every time somebody left, they would say, Lois, can you help out? And I would say, sure. I was 23 at the time. And so... You know, it was exciting for me. I would be done with my work very early. So I'll, I love taking on new jobs. And then after like three positions, um, I remember just asking, you know, um, can I get a pay raise? And they were like, we'll let you know. But thank you for helping out. But we'll let you know. And I said, okay, no problem. And I just kept working. And then one time I just felt to my spirit, you know, God saying, why don't you start your own? And I thought, it can't be. It can't be that I'm hearing that I should start. And said, so how will I do it? And, he's, you know, I felt God tell me, be mindful. And so the next day I started putting, I searched for the name online, and it was still available. And I was wondering how somebody didn't think of such a great name, you know. And so I planned and went to my CEO because that's who I had to report to. And I told her that I'm going, I feel like God has told me to start my own company. And she said, you're not ready. But, you know, at first I took it like, how could she say that? But then when I looked into her eyes, I saw that she had fear because I was going to leave all the work that I was doing back to her. And so I, you know, she said, well, I told her that I'll train the people, no problem, um, when she hires them, and then I'll transition out. And then I had asked God, please, if it's really you, show me a sign that I'm not just thinking these things, and I'm not leaving my job, you know. Um, So when I walked out, somebody actually called me and said, Lois, are you a nurse? You're a nurse, right? And I told them, Yes, I have a client for you. So I got my first client the day I resigned before I even registered the company. And so I knew that it was definitely God confirming that this is what I'm supposed to do, to go out there and be mindful and provide great care to these people. How did you feel when you worked in home care? I loved home care. For me, I had worked in a hospital. I had worked in a rehab. Too many patients. You don't have the time. Um, But in home care, it was different. It was you would walk in, get to know the person as a person, not just as a patient. Like they they were in their environment, so they gave you all the details you needed. If somebody was a diabetic, you could easily just... Can I check your fridge? You, it was meaningful to me. I felt like, you know, you just didn't give them a paper and send them home like at the hospital. You were there and you could teach their families. For me, I appreciated that. So home care was it for me, you know, and that's how I ended up loving home care more than anything else. So the Lord gave you a confirmation. Yes. On the day that you were transitioning from your previous job. Yes, Ruth. How did more clients come after that? And, and how did that dovetail with you actually starting the company? You know, there's papers you have to file. Mm-hmm. There's, I would imagine there's some insurance things that you have to go through yes. or other types of certifications. What was that process like for you as you stepped out in faith? Well, um, so I had that first client, and that first client was able to pay for my rent at home and my new office. Um, so, like, the first bills were taken care of by that one client. So I registered the company. I worked with a consulting company. And even how I got to that, another story. But um, they were able to help me with the steps, um, how to get accredited, how to you know, what you needed, insurance, everything, because I wanted to do it the right way. Share a little bit. Let's pause there. But 
Talk about the consulting company. In a nutshell, how did you come across that company? And it sounds like they really gave you a lot of help. Yes, they did. I had gone to, I ended up going to a conference right after um, resigning. And I went to a conference that was teaching because I wanted to learn about the business before I went into it just a little bit more. And when I went to the business, uh, to the conference, I met two ladies there and um, one of the ladies was older and I think she was almost retiring. And I was telling her that I was going to do this and I feel like I need to do this. And then another person actually is from Massachusetts, which... Uh, the place was in Philadelphia, and she she was like, "If you don't make up your mind, I'll offer you half of my company, so you can come and work with me because I know you're gonna make it." And the other lady was like, "I will pay you, so you don't take that deal, like from the other person, from the other person, so you could go and do it by yourself because I know you could do it." So then, you know, from that I mean I re- declined the other person but they became mentors to me and then that's how you know so God was just guiding me sending me people sending me the consulting company just opening doors word of mouth I mean we never advertised we it's like we took care of somebody who told a friend who told a friend who told a friend who told a friend yes so there was already at the beginning affirmation yes that as you keep as you kept going yes what would you say to somebody who has a sense of wanting to step out mm. and it's no situation is exactly the same but there yes. are similarities and somebody says to them you're not ready what word would you say to the person that's feeling a sense of God is calling me, God is leading me. I would tell that person to believe God, to believe, to take a leap of faith. Um, And you wouldn't know what's possible until you step out of, per se, the boat. You know, like Peter had to step out of the boat to see that he could float on water. So my encouragement is take it. Take it because, you, you know, you're betting on God, in other words. You're betting on God. And I believe that he wouldn't let you not make it, you know. Now, were there ever doubts in your mind as you went ahead and did anything ever creep in? Yes. I mean, everybody. I ha- I really had a good job. I had a really good job, nine to five, no weekends, no. Ho- I mean, you name it. I, for a twenty three year old, I think I was living the life, and everybody was like, "You shouldn't do it." I don't think. I think the one, my husband by then was a friend. Told me, we can do it, and we did it. And um, you will hear doubts. You'll hear. You know, that second voice saying, maybe it won't work. But you won't know until you try. You have to try. There was, when you mentioned those two people, it sounds like one one of the women, the one that says, no, no, I will pay so that you don't have to go so that, because I know you're going to make it. Yes. She's the one that became a mentor. Yeah, they both did. Oh, they both did. Yes, win win. <laughs> oh, they both became mentors. Yeah. So you you started the company. Why was it important to you, Lois, to do it the right way? For me, um, actually, one of our core values is do the right thing, even if it's not the easy thing to do. It's very easy to take the shortcut. It's very easy to do it quickly um, just to get to the top. And a lot of people that I meet, they ask me, how do you do it? I said, just follow the steps, follow the directions, do it right. Because once you do it right, you don't have to go back to fix anything. You've done it right. Even when people look back, they're like, 
wow, how did you do it? And then if you are representing Christ in the world, you want to do it right. Because then when they ask you, how did you do it? You give him the glory because it's him who's guiding you to do it the right way, you know? And I believe that if you do it the right way, you know, you're just, you become the light, you know? The light. Yeah. There is a, there is a strength and there is a power in this purity, we might say, in doing things the right way. Mm-hmm. I get a sense, Lois, that you're not both figuratively and literally walking around where you walk, looking over your shoulder, wondering yeah. if something is not uh, stable. Right. And there is a strength to that. And you speak it, there's clarity, and that's a blessing. And we need to hear that today. There's a moral clarity in the way you carry yourself and in the way you speak. You're going to hear more from Lois Kayongo. She is the CEO of Mindful Healthcare Agency. When we come back, you'll hear more of her story. We'll talk about how she sees God most at work as she and her nurses and caregivers take care of patients, that and more. Starting the Mindful Healthcare Agency has always been a passion for Lois Kayongo while she was in the nursing school. And when she graduated, things began to open up and more so even today. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a program that was born out of prayer. The Spirit of Christ guides us through prayer, empowers us through prayer, and provides for us through prayer. There are mighty things that the Lord is doing in the Northeast, across the United States, and around the world. Would you like to be a part of God's work through The Good Life with Dr. Danny? Visit drdanny.live. Dr. Danny invites you to join his prayer team. Each month, you will receive a letter updating you on some of the -the behind-the-scenes developments, prayer requests, along with a devotional that Dr. Danny writes to encourage you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Join the prayer team today and make an eternal difference in people's lives. Visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. When Lois Kayongo graduated from nursing school, she knew she had to, to get some experience both within a hospital setting and the community. During her first year as a nurse in this institutional setting, she became dissatisfied with the care that she could provide for her patients being required to either discharge them early to return home or transfer to a facility before they were fully recovered god put on her heart to start her own company the company is called mindful health care agency lois kayongo the ceo is with us today you can find out more about mindful health care agency at mindful hca Dot com. Lois, where do you see God most at work as you and your caregivers serve patients? I mostly see them when they're at end of life because um, in different ways we have, most of the time when we get care, um, clients or patients, they're really sick. They're at the end, um, and they're vulnerable. They are at the time when we start talking to them, like I have told my caregivers, you know, um, those who, some of them actually come to me and they say that we want to tell our clients about Christ. We want to tell them about Jesus. 
and I tell them if they are okay with it, you can bring it up. If they're and most of the time when they're vulnerable, actually, I haven't found someone who said don't say anything about it. Um, they allow us. They allow us to talk about it. They're open about it, and it could be, especially when they're getting to the end. They ask them, can you pray with me? Or, you know, usually at that stage, some of the family members are not there. No one is there for them. They're vulnerable. They're alone. And if when I tell my caregivers, if somebody is telling you a way of comforting these people is praying for them. You pray for them. They, they feel a sense of hope in some way. And so... We have had where we're the last people with them when they're dying. And so you're waiting for the clergy. The clergy hasn't made it. Our caregiver's there. Our caregiver feels, and our client at the time, feels open to that. They've already agreed to it. They allow that. They allow them to pray with them at the end. We've had the, you know, many, many, many clients give their lives to Christ at the end or throughout the process because at the, you know, it seems like that's the answer or God is the answer or even when they're sick. Most of the time people, they've taken medication, they've seen doctors, they've done everything, but that prayer is kind of a hope, you know, a sense of hope to them. You, you use these words, mindfulness, integrity, respect, excellence. Now, are these your, these core values? Why, why did you choose those to describe the very core, the essence of mindful healthcare? Well, mindfulness um, is the first one. It's the reason why we even opened the company. And I usually tell any new person, I say the one thing that really makes us different from any agency out there is we're mindful. Mindful the way we talk, the way we care. Um, Mindful to details. Mindful not the sense of like meditation, but mindful like being present. I'm here, I'm with you, I'm seeing What's going on with you? Is there a change? You know, whether it's a mood, it's your mood, whether it's how you're dressed today, how you're feeling today, you know, being mindful is a way of living. And when you're mindful, you can prevent those hospitalization. The whole point where they are is to make sure you don't go to the hospital because we're taking good care of you at home. So if our caregivers are paying attention to those details, they see your legs are swollen and they call the nurse, we can prevent that. We can tell the doctor, get something, tell you to help them elevate them so you don't have you know, um, heart failure. Or we find out that you have heart failure because somebody reported that your legs are swollen. Or you're cold and it's summertime if we treat the flu early, you prevent the pneumonia. So th- by being mindful to these little details, we prevent bigger problems, especially for the elderly, because it takes a second for, for things to change. Um, so that, that's the first one. Respect. Respect is key because we're taking care of the elderly population. Some of them have dementia they're not able to tell you what they want but we have to give them that dignity imagine i i tell caregivers imagine it's you older version of you someone is coming in to clean you how do you want them to treat you like are you would you want them to be respectful of you i mean you would definitely want them to be respectful of you but or if it's your grandmother how would you want someone to treat them because Yes, they can't think the way they used to think, but with respect, people can feel respect. They feel respected, and they're more open when they feel respected. And so that means you can give better care to them. Um, 
integrity always do the right thing even if it's not the easy thing to do like integrity is everything i mean we go in people's homes they're trusting us their families are not there they have dementia i mean what other form of trust can we give them if we don't have integrity so if we come in we do what we're supposed to do meaning you come in you're going to shower them get them dressed give them something to eat if a family member lives out of state they they're going to trust that we're going to do exactly what we say we're going to do so whoever works for mindful has to have that integrity from the beginning because if we say we're going to be there 8 hours we are there 8 hours and we bill for 8 hours everything so it's all connected you know it's not like one way so integrity is key to us um excellence excellence is there's like i said there are a lot of agencies out there but how are you how are you different we want that if we come into a place and we provide great care they call us and say can you send us you know diane back we want your nurse diane to come back because she was that good she was not just an agency nurse like in facilities where we send our um, our nurses, we send nurses to different places, facilities and hospitals. And there's a name out there for agency that is not good. And we said, when we come in, we want to change that narrative. We want that y- you see excellence when we come in. Our people are dressed pr- um, appropriately, professionally. They're going to do the right thing. They're going to care for your people well. They'll document as, you know, as required. And excellence is just going far and beyond. And a lot of people are just doing the bare minimum. As you speak, trust is a, a word. It's like a neon sign that just shines brighter and brighter with the, the impact of your company. Training. How... How vital is the training that you give? What do you do? How do you select people who will be a caregiver in your company? And how do you train them? So when our caregivers come on board, we have two types of caregivers. We have companions who are not um, certified is what I would say, or they don't have a certificate. And then we have the home health aides who have a home health aid certificate, and then we have the CNAs who have like uh, a license in facilities, but those are like caregivers. So when they come on board, by law, we're supposed to have 12 hours of in services done a year. We have we use online systems. We go in person. So if it's like a a, a case that needs a whole year. Um, and this is a machine that will help lift somebody and transfer them from like a bed to a wheelchair if they're not able to help themselves. Um, we train them on that. When, the, um, when they tell us the type of the machine that is going to be there, we meet with the families, usually the nurses. Um, if they're in a rehab, we meet with the rehab staff before they even come home. Then we do ongoing training with the staff that are coming in. So if somebody comes in, um, the first case, we train them. And then the next person who comes in, we still train them to check them off that they know what they're doing. So it's ongoing. It's not like one time and it's done because every case is different. One person will have this machine. Another person will have like a catheter. Another person will have. So you're constantly training because People have probably worked on one case that didn't have that machine, even though they've been in the um, industry for a while. How have you seen your role transition from, or are you still seeing patients? And when we come back, let's talk a little bit about that. The, The growth of the agency and the gifting and the transition, possibly, of Lois Kayongo. And let's remember to have a time of prayer. Someone so compassionate, so caring. There's there's someone today who could use a touch from the Lord through prayer. And we want to do that. 
You're listening to Lois Kayongo, MindfulHCA.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life, famously beneath the barren sky. James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you. What can we learn about evangelism? Danny Yamashiro here. Rebecca Manley Pippert wrote in her book, out of the salt shaker and into the world. I once asked a woman if she felt comfortable about evangelism. Oh yes, she responded. I do it twice a week. Somehow it sounded more like taking multiple vitamins. Evangelism isn't just something you do out there and then get back to normal living. Evangelism involves taking people seriously getting across to their island of concerns and needs, and then sharing Christ as Lord in the context of our natural living situations. For more inspiration on evangelism, go to drdanny.live. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life So today. it was about seven years ago that Lois Kayongo, RN, took a step of faith, feeling a call and a passion from God to start her own healthcare company, to give care. And today, she has over 80 caregivers that work for her company. You're listening to the Good Life radio program. Mindful Healthcare Agency is where Lois Coyongo is the CEO. Find out more at mindfulhca.com. Before our break, I posed the question, and I'm coming back to it now. Lois, as your company has grown, I mean, it started as you giving care as a nurse. Now you have 80 caregivers. Does Lois Kayongo, hey, do you still care for patients as a nurse or have you moved into more of an administrative role that lets others with good training do the work? Um, that's a good question. I... Actually, I mean, I'm doing maybe 90% um, of administrative work. But as a nurse, I feel that you never really, really stop um, caring. You you never stop providing care. Um, once in a while, I go out and do assessments for my patients. I still do, you know, I have some patients that I still take on as case managers. Like, I've known them for years. Um, that the family still consult with me. Um, is it personal care? It's not personal care, but it's more like once in a while I'll go and run an IV because I am a nurse, so I enjoy it. It's not like work, work, you know. As we think about the success of the business, what do you attribute the growth um, first of all, to God, um, because I don't, you know, when I look back, I really see that He was guiding me in everything. 
um, the connections, the people who have been helping. But the growth truly for me, um, I can say it's my team. Um, with the support of my husband, I have a great team, my care coordinators, my nurses, the caregivers. I feel like I wouldn't have done this without them. So um, we have that where I'm from, they say, you know, it's like a community at the end of the day, you know, how we're taking care of the elderly. Our parents took care of us when we were young, then, you know, it's just, it's a team. You mentioned Brian, yes, Brian. key man in your team and your life. Yes. Your children, Oliver and Olivia. Yes. Why did you choose to name them Oliver and Olivia? Um, I actually had a dream um, sitting in a bathtub full of fruits, so many fruits. And I just prayed about it, and I I felt that I was going to have a boy and a girl. And when I searched for a name that meant fruits, um, I found Oliver and Olivia, and Olivia that meant fruitfulness. So when and it also means peace too. Um, but my first one was Oliver. So, and then the second one was actually a girl. Like I you know, felt, um, and I also called her Olivia. Talk about peace. What does peace mean to you? Peace is something you can't buy. Um, peace is, I have no words for it, but peace, I think it's something that we need in life. It's something that um, you can have all the money, you can have everything, but if you don't have peace, it, it's nothing. So, and I believe that having Christ gives me peace, you know, and I, I, I feel like being a Christian is something that is part, you know, peace is part of being a Christian, I feel like. I feel like um, without peace, it's like nothing, you know. Now you're speaking of inner peace. Yes. Peace in spite of circumstances? Yes. That it's not dependent on chance or if things go well or yeah. things don't go so well. You still have peace. peace. And I realized that because, you know, whether it's business, whether it's family, whether it's marriage, it's one of those things that things could be pulling you left and right, but when you are at peace, it's unexplainable. Life, life should be that way. It should be peaceful, even when things are going wrong. You know, it, you're like internally, you're you're at peace. When you, Lois, and your staff, <clears throat> you're you're in people's lives. Yes. You're with them, beside them, mm -hmm. in the family, as it were. That's some of the most tumultuous. Rocky times. Mm -hmm. The end is near. Their health is waning. Families have arguments in yes. some cases. Yes. There are great fears involved, much anxiety. And God sends you as a, a vessel of his peace. Someone today, speaking of peace, and I think about the olive branch, mm. Oliver, Olivia, fruitfulness. Someone lacks peace. Will you pray for them? As one who knows the Lord and who lives with and experiences the peace of Christ, peace I leave with you, Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Will you pray for this dear friend or a brother and sister in Christ who's listening to this podcast or this radio show right now? Sure. Heavenly Father, I pray for whoever's listening out there, whoever's hurting, whoever is hurting in any way, 
um, whether in their families, whether in their lives, whether in their work. Lord Father, anyone who doesn't have peace mentally, Lord Father, we pray that you will give them peace of mind. We pray for the spirit of peace, Lord Father. We pray, Lord Father, that you will heal them, you will be with them, and you will guide them in everything that they need, Lord Father. And I pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Lois, thank you so much for, for praying, for opening your heart. You've grown as you talked about your faith as you, with your strong Catholic heritage. And as you've grown, what is the church that you fellowship at today? I fellowship at Kodesh Family Church. In Kodesh, what does what is the meaning of Kodesh? The Holy Hill. The Holy Hill. Yeah. Family yeah. Church. Lois Koyongo, Mindful Healthcare Agency. You can find out more about Mindful Healthcare at mindfulhca.com. As we close today, Lois, I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us and share from your heart as you have. Thank you. Inspiring words from Lois Kayongo, mindfulhca.com. Dear friend, God's timing is perfect, and there's no better time than right now to share the love of Jesus with someone near you. And look, if you haven't done so, I believe this might be that perfect moment for you to open your heart to Jesus Christ. Go to drdanny.live for next steps and find resources to reach family and friends go ahead and subscribe to apple podcasts spotify or major podcast platforms psalm 143 verse 5 i remember the days of long ago i meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done it's always a blessing to be with you thank you to lois kayongo mindfulhca.com until next time along with my producer david nasora Creative Director Brian Torres, Social Media Director Luke Yamashiro, and Guest Coordinator Jan Yi. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember, the Lord is with you as you share the love of Jesus with someone today. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of The Good Life with Dr. Danny. We hope that today's program has been a blessing for you and that you may find hope in hearing how God's Word affects people from all walks of life. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a listener-supported program, and we'd like for you to prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor or donor. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. to hear The Good Life with Dr. Danny. Until next time, may God richly bless you with The Good Life.